keep it fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just freshly made up, you know. It smells fresh from here too. That's what she said. <laughs> Take Round two. two. Welcome to Just the Tip, a fantasy football podcast with your tippers, Mac. Dispatch. These are just our tips, so. Take them easy, take them hard. It's up to you. Right, the tagless Haynes. Most bizarre Haynes brief I've, that, that there's ever been. And Matt, Pi, or Regan. Yeah, I hear you. And I definitely would take the shot on it because you'd be dumb not to. Coming to you from the heart of New England. Get ready to take some tips. Our technical difficulties are struggling today, but it's all right. Mentally, physically. <laughs> it, I'm blaming it on the heat, but don't worry. Mm. I saw 102 in my truck today, but we're going to cool down, but give you some nice hot tips tonight. Takers out there, welcome to Just a Tip, a fantasy football podcast. We are 50 days away from NFL kickoff on the time we're recording July 20th, 2022 guys. I'm worried. I have a draft in like two weeks, keeper league, and I don't know who to keep. Hey, bring it on the pod. Lean in Waddle in the 10th round. So what's uh, new? You know, it's great. (laughs) It's great value. Open up, man. Open up. This is the show. Who do you got? What are your choices? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I have to look at the team. I'll oh, tell you, what tell you about it next time. Dude <laughs> doesn't even know who his choices are. It's July oh, 20th. Come on, man. Excuse me. I am the manager of the team. I have to look at everybody else's team and tell them the history of where they drafted them, so where they're keeping them. I'm doing it all on the fly. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, Ryan. <laughs> I do the same, and I know my keepers. <laughs> Very good. How long have you been commissioning the league? Uh, 10 years. All right. Thank you. Ryan, you've been commissioning leagues for like 15 years now. So hopefully you got some good tips tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. Is this a commissioner episode? I've uh, got this in the boat. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. This is a very serious uh, podcast. We're going to talk just all logistics, everything managing a league. Uh, when to kick out people. No, it's not a commissioner league. We're going to move on. We got plenty to talk about tonight. The NFC East breakdown. Talk about a serious division, man. New winner every year. IR Regan, this is pretty stacked for fancy players, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I've seen better. Oh. The, the Giants are in here, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. Washington. Oh, uh, yeah, and the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not the AFC East, but it'll do. Uh, Nice dig. So, all right. Uh, We got uh, training camp starting up right now, too. But uh, tip-off question, guys. We should have mentioned it last week. Just want to pay homage to Matthew Barry of ESPN, formerly of ESPN, rather, leaving after 15 years. If you're listening to a fantasy football podcast, it's 99% chance that you know who he is, so hmm. no introduction needed. But uh, just curious, where do you guys think he's off to next? Because he's not retiring. He's just leaving ESPN. 
I think Amazon is like going to be stacking up because they're realizing that they got a whole market out there that needs to be filled. And I can see them leading something with Amazon. What about you, Ryan? Do you, do you foresee like Amazon having their own, uh, like, like day shows like or game their... shows or things like that? Just like that. We, uh, daily shows, just like, uh, NFL network, ESPN, they'll have all that stuff. They're going to be a monopoly for everything <laughs> for the world. Uh, <laughs> certainly, certainly have the money to do so. So we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see, but I, you know, if the, if history repeats itself, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of ESPN analysts and hosts and whatever. Generally, they go to FS1 and vice versa. So, you know, Colin Coward, FS1, Skip Bayless, FS1, analyst Ray Lewis, Mark Sherrith, FS1. So I wouldn't be surprised there. I don't think I've ever watched a minute of FS1 on purpose anyway. Like live, <laughs> maybe some clips, but on Twitter where you can follow us, just a tip FFP. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well and TikTok. Appreciate the follow and slide in our DMs. If you got any questions, let us know. Any commissioner problems that you need answering? Regan, what about you? Matthew Berry fan? Uh, yeah, so? very, very big fan. And uh, what you said actually kind of like intrigued me about, you know, Amazon and whatnot. And I really think. Everyone sees it like the past couple of years when fantasy's really gotten serious and really picked up. It's it's what's keeping football afloat and, and pushing it up every single year. Not afloat. They're, they're doing fine. But just in general, <laughs> I, I feel like um, instead of eventually having analysts, like two analysts talking about it, it's going to be more fantasy relevant. It's going to be two mm-hmm. fantasy, um, guys talking about it in real time per game. Um, and I think that's the smartest way to go. So I think you'll be able to watch it both ways, but this is something Amazon could definitely implement. Not that I know of any of this, any of this news, but I, I'd be interested in watching that and uh, having everything right at the tip. So no one thinks Nickelodeon, huh? That's <laughs> fine, fest. No. <laughs> Maybe. No Nickelodeon for Matthew Barry. Hey, just just leave room for us. Amazon. Goofy guy. You want, we'll... We'll fill in if you miss out on Matthew Barry. Well, we'll take over. Like <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Ryan, with the, our hard-hitting segment of Haynes's brief, what kind of news do we got today? Sweet sassy molassy. So as usual this time of year, not a ton of news. Training camp, though, officially started today. The Las Vegas Raiders were the first team to open up. So that's fantastic. Uh, just in case you didn't know, rookies report July 18th through the 26th. Veteran players will generally report to July 23rd through the 26th, and full contact practices start July 30th. So the season is right around the corner, boys. Uh, the biggest news that came out today, Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders, someone's trying to trick me here in the dock, despite some speculation, has reported to camp. Uh, and contract negotiations are still ongoing. So how did – does this make you guys feel a little bit better about Waller? Was there any ever kind of doubt that you had that he was going to show up? Reeks, what do you think? Um, once they got uh, Devontae Adams, I think he knew that the team was serious moving forward, and uh, I, he definitely wants to be a part of that. After so many years of this team being somewhat laughed at, 
Um, I feel like he wants to be a part of it now. So it, it will come, and I, I had no doubt that he was coming. Mac? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. I want him to have a contract, so uh, he's part of their plans going forward and everything. If they McDaniel's tries to edge him out later in the season, like all right, we don't need you. That's a little nerve wracking for me. Get that contract, big guy. Oh, he will. He will calm down. There's like eight tight ends in the NFL. They need to. See that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's one of the best. So hopefully that he gets is. that contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the next bit of news came out a couple of days ago. So fatty for Nettie. So letting Fournette weighing in at 260 pounds on the scale. Not what you want to see from your running back. Uh, oh, there he is. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> oh man. How that, uh, how that get in there? That might be a little bit more than 260 right there. Yeah. But... <laughs> Look like he ate 260. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys worrying about Fournette? Is there enough time before the season? Mac, what are your thoughts? Plenty of time. This is a guy on his podcast. I forget the guy's name who was talking about it, but he was talking from almost a month ago of when he came in and weighed in. So I'm not worried. Tom Brady, he'll get him in shape, make him eat some avocados and <laughs> – I don't know, some strictly. other fat-burning vegetables. <laughs> you strictly eat field grass. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. Hey. I I know within our, our own text message thread, mm-hmm. the question was, who is behind Leonard Fournette? And does this pose a risk? And the answer was Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn. So not much of a threat. I even think if he was 260, he'd still be involved in this offense, and the holes would be plenty big for him to get through. And goal line opportunities wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too bad at that point, too. So I'm not I'm not worried either. Uh, I think he's still going to have a great season. The bus was a very uh, valuable fantasy football player as well, so we're okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then what do you what do you think, Mac? Should we give a uh, a quick Scott Fish update? Say, Clyde, do you like fish sticks? Uh, yeah. Fish sticks. Uh, uh, last episode, we talked about who we took with our first four picks. It's been a week, guys. It's last in a while. So, uh, highlights EJ Hawkinson, James Connor, Jerry Judy, Adam Thielen, Hunter Renfro. And then we took a shot on Kenny Galladay. I'm a little nervous. I think that's our worst pick, guys. I'm not going to lie. We get to talk about Kenny Galladay in a few minutes. Ooh, look at that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Somebody took Alec Pierce, rookie for Indy. That might be our worst pick. You love Alec Pierce. Don't even start that. I do. love him. I do. Big target. Getting a lot of buzz. Definitely not your boy, Paris Campbell. So, how many shares of Alec Pierce do you have? Seven? Well, two, two now. <laughs> I missed out on my other three. Hey, he's hey. on the radar, though. It's just my opinion that he's going to be a beast. This year's cool, Amon Ross St. Brown. Call that, it. That's too bold. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, boys. Well, 
let's rip them off. All right. Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, if you want to follow us some more updates on Scott Fishbowl, follow us on Twitter, just a tip, FFP, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok as well. Other news, uh, you want to be in the know, you want some dank memes, you definitely want to follow our Instagram. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> I say dank. Uh, oh. so, some people do. I did. Okay. Yeah, one person. Okay. You know what? Look, with all due respect to everyone, fuck everyone. That's <laughs> what I have to say about your opinion, guys. If you say dank. Oh, so, uh, sign our DMs. Let us know if you say dank. Anyway, let's get to our NFC East breakdown. Perhaps play a little game called Just a Tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. We are in summer off-season mode and a lot of busy stuff happening, so we might be a little, little wiry tonight. Don't mind us. Uh, but don't worry, we got some good tips for you. Uh, who would like to start first? Eh? Eh? I'll, I'll start it with the QB. I'll start it with the QB. Yes. There we go. I'm looking at it here. So we're talking about the New York Giants. Uh, did you read any of this stuff? I'll, I'll go through it. Four and thirteen in 2021, fourth in the NFC East. That's uh, last. In case you were wondering, there's only four teams there. Um, four and thirteen. That's when they run a QB sneak, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, what do we got? What do we got? No, Key no. adds O line, D line studs, new coach. Sorry, I'm zone you out, Mac. <laughs> My it's, apologies. You're all good. Yeah, that's uh, the only notable signings and draft picks. They boosted up their O-line. And then, of course, Sauce Gardner. So, nice corner. Yep. Nobody fantasy uh, valuable, though. No, not this time. But those uh, the two O-line that they grabbed will definitely help out. And I'll get into that right now with uh, Daniel Jones, guys. The QB for the New York Giants. And um, if you want them. You got him, honestly. You can get him at, at an ADP of 193. That's round 16. So don't worry about <laughs> missing out on Daniel Jones. That being said, boys, I'm still willing to take a shot on him, and let me tell you why. Just a few things. Um, he definitely has the most talent he's had around him. Um, yes, we said this last year, uh, but... You know, maybe it's a little bit more put together. They got the two linemen. They have a new coach coaching system. Hopefully they have um, Saquon Barkley healthy the whole season. We just talked about Kenny Galladay. He could be the number one wide receiver like they planned. I'm, I'm honestly really excited to see Kenny G and see how he does. I think he has a lot of upside, and he's getting drafted so late. Uh, but needless to say, um, I was very surprised seeing a couple things with uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, he was QB eight last year, guys, uh, in the first four games. So going into the fifth game, he got a concussion, knocked him out of QB eight ranking. And that's where everything just started going down the hill. The injury started, obviously the concussion and Saquon Barkley was getting hurt left and right, not playing as much. I think he only played 13 games. Uh, so it got, it got really rough for him and the team. They do have the easiest QB, uh, schedule so far ranked on pro fantasy football focus um which i'm pretty excited about that for him a little upside mm -hmm. but uh take a shot on him it's it's a super flex um 
a guy that I would grab as your QB three. Like I said, you're going to get him in the 16th round, even in a super flex, you might get him in the 14th round, uh, maybe a little <laughs> bit sooner. It's going to be low. So take a shot on him guys. Like I said, he was QB eight last year. He has the potential. Can he do that through the season? I'm going to say no, that he can't do it, but he's going to have flashes of this and he's going to be a nice plug and play, especially if this whole team gets together and actually puts it together and people are healthy. Do you guys agree that people should draft him? I'll go. I'll go with that simple. Ryan, I don't like that look on your face. Are you saying no with your face? Single quarterback leagues. I don't. I don't think you can draft him. Uh, I. Don't, I just don't think he's been consistent enough to be drafted. I mean, you're only going to have 10, 12 teams. Uh, you're probably not going to draft a backup quarterback. Although some people like to to do that. Uh, so in single quarterback leagues, stay away, stay away from him in super flex. He's a very intriguing pick without a doubt. Uh, even as like a quarterback too, I, I don't hate it. I mean, the guy showed some, some serious, uh, skill in the first four games, like you were saying, Reese, in, in, in multiple ways on the ground and in the air. So if he could put that together for a whole season, you got some real good value here with him. Now, let me say this one thing before Matt goes. Does it make you feel better that in OTAs, uh, I believe it was yesterday, he was throwing the ball short to everyone or overthrowing everyone, had a horrible day, went eight for like 21, almost threw a pick, um, but none of his starting wide receivers are in there. Does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, was he going on air or was it actually against the defense? <laughs> it was se- it was Skelly. Seven. It was seven on, oh, I God. believe it was seven on seven, but he did not have Kid Ayers Tony. He did not have Kenny Galladay. He had all all the rookies and whatnot. Um, but that I should thought be it was my, hilarious to read. <laughs> that should be my stat line, not his. So, yeah, that worries me a bit. It also worries me that he has Tyrod Taylor backing him up. If Ooh. things start getting shaky, Dave Aldris is going to be like, you know what, I'm putting the vet in Tyrod Taylor, manage the game. He can win you some games too. So, yeah, I'm not trusting him. You can a, stream them if you want. No, it's a great point, Mac, right there with the backup and Tyrod Taylor. And um, the thing is, like they said, the coaching staff said, they're ready to let Daniel Jones go all out, and this is his time to shine. He has to prove himself this year. Mm-hmm. He has to. So that's why I'm like, especially in the beginning of the season, I'm down to grab him, play him. doesn't pan out, drop him. You're wasting a late, late pick, and it's nothing. Mm-hmm. So let's keep it in mind. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't cost you much. Something that is going to cost you, though, Ryan. What do we got? Whew. All right, let's take a look here. Saquon Barkley. So he's going to cost you a lot if you want him. Question is, are you going to want him after the last couple of years and his injury uh, history here? So uh, I don't want to dive too deep into what he can do. I think everybody knows what he can do. When he's healthy, I think he's a top 10 running back. Easy. The definition of a dual threat. I mean, a dude can he can rip you apart on the ground. He can rip you apart in the passing game. There are some there are some good signs that he's going to put together a better season. The the Giants have improved their own line significantly. PFF last year had the Giants ranked thirtieth in their final rankings. This year preseason they're ranked eighteenth. It's a pretty significant jump. They added Evan Neal to this offensive line, who is going to be an absolute stud. Andrew Thomas, uh, the young tackle, is coming back this year, and he seems to be healthy. So 
that is going to be huge, not only for Saquon Barkley, but also for Daniel Jones, like Riggs was just saying. So if they can open it up a bit in the passing game, it'll open up the rushing game a little bit more for Saquon Barkley. And then obviously they're going to continue to use him in the passing game. The problem is right now is that the 80, his ADP is overall 22. So you are spending a second round pick on Saquon, which is very high for a guy who you're not sure is going to make it through, I don't know, seven, eight games at this point. Uh, he's projected to be the running back 12th. That's where he's being drafted right now. Guys around him, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. Those are two guys I might consider drafting over Barkley just for durability purposes. But then after that, it kind of slips off a little bit. Josh Allen in a single quarterback league. I don't know. Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown. Yeah, very. they're going to be highly used in the passing game. But if you need a running back, the only other guys are going to be like James Conner, Zeke. I think Saquon, he has more upside than any of those players that I just mentioned, even Jones and Fournette, because I think he's the only guy of that group that's going to be able to finish has the potential to finish as an overall top 12 fantasy player for you at the end of the season. It's just, you're going to have to be on your knees praying every single week that he stays healthy every single minute of every single game. And can you put yourself through that? I don't know. Mac, can you put yourself through that? On his knees? He can. (laughs) I was hoping he had a drop for you. (laughs) No, I was mean to myself because somebody's blaring music outside my window right now. So I was trying to see who's John Cusack, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> play an outcast. I don't know if you could hear that. I apologize if you can. Uh, no, if he's there in the middle of the third round and it's my third pick, I might take the shot on him. But yeah, I'm pretty much just out, out on him. I don't trust him. I don't trust the offense in general. Being one of the worst in the league to making a jump to be, as you said, top 12 overall score. Oof. That's a bit bold. I am the opposite. I'm grabbing this guy, Mac. Um, obviously, it's going to be late second. If this is, I, I never get these picks. We talked about it. Oh, I think the last episode, but I, first, second, third, fourth. Imagine having one of those picks, grabbing one of your, you know, Jonathan Taylor, and then in the third round you get Saquon Barkley. It blow your mind. It's amazing. Yeah, I was just it. thinking that. I just found out a pick two in our draft, and I'm like, all right, yeah. one, two, and three, two. All right, if I can get that's JT just, and Barkley, whew. that's amazing. And okay, that's what, that that I would take the shot on, yes. But if I'm going wide receiver in the first round, and then I'm going to be depending on Barkley as my running back one, eesh, uh, I well, don't you, think I want that. Like Ryan said, you're looking at James Conner or Zeke or Barkley there. Which which one are you taking out of those three? Uh, probably Connor. Okay. Uh, there, honestly, there isn't a wrong answer there. All three of those are very comparable guys, and they all could be top ten, um, if if not better. But it's just, it's at that point. I I think, like Ryan said, he has the highest uh, ceiling there, the biggest outcome. He mm-hmm. is definitely the most athletic out of all three of those, and he's necessarily this is the one time being on a, a crappy team is okay because he's just gonna get all the work. Can he hold yeah. up with all that work? That's that's the only question. But you mm-hmm. could say that about anybody at any year. Um, I know the past two years have definitely been tough for him, though. Like I said, uh, when I was talking about um, Dan Jones, he only, I think Barkley only played 13 games last year. Yeah. Yep. Was, mm-hmm. yep. Exactly. So, definitely tough. Now, now listen, 
I'm I'm a big talker. So right now I'm saying I'm going to take Barkley, but when it comes time and I'm looking at the draft board and Aaron Jones is there and Fatty Fournette is there and I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know who's going to hold up the most. I think the answer might be Aaron Jones given those three. So uh, plus he's going to have plenty of opportunities himself. It's tough, but his upside is is fantastic. I I would would take a shot on him as long as the situation is right like Max saying. Mm. Here's one thing I'm looking at. The ADP's got to adjust if a suspension comes down to Kamara. Like, he's going to drop. He's at 18th overall. Javante Williams, I don't think I want to take a split back. Black, uh, wow. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> Javante Williams in a split backfield. I think I would rather take Barkley. Wait on Barkley mm-hmm. to take the one in that backfield. So, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. But Think yeah. about it. Let gut in- yeah, gut instincts. I don't want him. Uh, I am very intrigued by this next guy, Mac. This next guy, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to be there. <laughs> so, Kadarius Tony, uh, wide receiver for the Giants. He is still recovering from his knee surgery. Last report, anyway. Uh, going at wide receiver 46, ADP at 113. So, guys, around them, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, if you want to take a shot on those rookies that are healthy, I probably would. Al Lazard, possible number one target in Green Bay. Uh, but he's behind guys like Russell Gage, Christian Kirk, and Chase Claypool. Do you guys want any of those guys ahead of Kadarius Tony? Yep. Maybe. All of them? All of them? Not all of them. Not all of them. No, no. I'm thinking Gage would be the only one. Uh, I like the upside of Christian Kirk this year. It just okay. uh, they they paid him. We've talked about this. They paid him. They got to play him. But yeah, I'm with Gage and Kirk. Chase Claypool, absolutely not. <laughs> Poor Chase. <laughs> yeah, do you see his ranking? Seven, he got 78 in Madden. Oh <laughs> my god, like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, the best. Uh, so yeah, my my point is here. Uh, if you're gonna you're going to take a chance on one of these guys, right? Christian Kirk, new offense, crummy quarterback last year. We really don't know. Chase Claypool, will he bounce back with a new quarterback? Probably not. Russell Gage, will he get phased out later on the season? Kadarius Tony, he's their best athlete, wide receiver position anyway, over Kenny Galladay, I believe. Uh, so why not take the shot on him here? Small sample size. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had a great game against Dallas last year. So he went 10 receptions for 189. uh, And then following game versus the Rams, he was three for three for 36 yards. Not great, but that was on the first drive and he got hurt. He only played 8% of that game. And he was, if you watch that game, I think he had like two rushes in that. And I think that's how he got hurt. You're watching that game. He is a great athlete. They drafted him 20th overall uh, two years ago. And they're going to, or was that three years ago? Excuse me. Last year. Uh, Last year was his rookie year. Yeah. Last year was his rookie. I'm all screwed up. Edit that out too. Uh, Anyway, uh, he did see a 25% target rate per route run for all you nerds out there that really want to get deep in the stats. That was seventh best for the NFL. Again, Really small sample size. 
new coaching staff, I think, is his strength. It's just I'm not high on the New York Giants offense, like I've been saying. Uh, but at that spot, I might take a rookie, especially Olave, where he might be the number one target there eventually uh, in New Orleans. But I'm coming around. I think I might might try to take the shot on him if he's fully healthy and playing at least one preseason game. Are you guys taking yeah. him at his ADP? I think he's. I think round. he's a great, great value in the eleventh round. I mean, yeah. if he can put up some more of those like ten reception, mm-hmm. hundred eighty-nine yard games, if he does, you know that, not not that exactly, <laughs> but if he has like those boom games four or five times throughout the year, I think that's that's worth the ADP itself. So mm-hmm. um, even if he doesn't have consistency, if you're drafting him around eleven, you can plug him in and he can ha- and he can put up twenty points for you. Great. First Dallas twice. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah exactly. He's like the uh, broken version of Debo Samuel, too. He can do the rushing plays, too. You go back and look at his college highlights and stuff. Like, he can run the ball as well. Do they try some stuff like that? It's it's intriguing. That's for sure. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. No, I was just going to say I like it in general. Kenny Galladay, I like a lot. But um, for Daniel Jones, I think Kadarius Toney will definitely get used way more and way Way more, it's way he's way more convenient than uh Kenny Galladay on these deeper routes and stuff like that. Kadarius Tony, you can hit underneath, he can shuffle pass out, screen pass. It's going to be a lot mm-hmm. easier for him to get some points from. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, Washington Commanders were seven and ten last year, third in the NFC. They got uh some rookies, Jahan Dotson, we'll talk about from Penn State, and then Commander Carson. Carson Wentz says their QB that they traded for. Uh, I don't think we're going to talk about Carson Wentz much. So, Regan, who do we got? Uh, guys, I'm going to talk about Antonio Gibson. Um, RB10 last year in PPR. Uh, RB13 the year before. The guy has been pretty decent in general in PPR. Um, he's being ranked at RB20 this year, ADP at 36. So, last pick in the third early fourth that's where you're getting him and the reason for this because necessarily you'd be like all right he's nothing's changed really he's the guy he should be getting rb10 again rb15 right around there no more well kissick went down last year he's back again re-signed they now just drafted brandon robinson like we touched on from alabama brian uh, I'm sorry, Brian uh, Robinson. See, I got his school right, but I got his name wrong. Oh, you're <laughs> what all good. <laughs> what an idiot. Brandon Anyways. Brian. Who cares? Stupid names. Yeah. And uh, because of this, um, another reason for this ranking, uh, Ron Rivera said himself, uh, Commander's backfield is going to be an uh, to operate by committee in mm-hmm. 2022 because you cannot just have one primary back which is the absolute worst thing to hear as a fantasy manager of Antonio Brown. Uh, oh, my God. Antonio Gibson. It's also the what uh, Antonio Gibson probably didn't want to hear, but maybe he did. It, it's definitely going to um, lighten his load in general. This this means he's not going to be the third down back that he has been the past two years, and I don't see him getting into the top 15 this year. Top 15, I think, would be his ceiling, and that's most likely if McKissick or – Brian Robinson get hurt or they don't or Robinson doesn't pan out this year. He is a rookie. Um, I know he's a pretty big back and it's kind of like clunky 
and it might take him a little bit to get in there. So, you know, for Antonio Gibson, my only advice is I definitely, he's definitely going to be like a late or low end RB two. I would like him to have, have him as my RB three. Just, it's a, it's a little early in that third to fourth, early fourth. If I can get him in the fifth, uh, that's when I'd be taking him. So I'm definitely fading on this guy and all signs are telling you to fade on this guy. So uh, I started with Ryan last time. Mac, what do you think about Antonio Gibson? Are you uh, fading on him? No, uh, I like his athletic profile. He's, he was a wide receiver converted to a running back. I think it's actually going to help him having the committee take some of that workload off of him because there was games like he had, Great game against the Bucks, but he rushed like 35 times. I was trying to find the exact stat, but gotcha. I remember it was like it was like 28 to 35 and uh two touchdowns on against a tough running defense. I think the number he, one. <laughs> yeah, was he the number one that week? No, the, oh, the Bucks were number one. Number one rushing defense, yeah, absolutely. Right. So uh pretty sure everybody benched him that week. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, fifth round. I don't think he'll be there, but as my RB two, if I'm going wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, and then the fourth round as my RB two, I yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, even sliding into the fourth round is is a good slide for him because, like I said, he's going 36. That's end of the third. So if you can get end him anywhere the in the fourth, yeah. And I was that's exactly what I was going to ask you of what you thought about the um. His workload being cut, if that's really going to help him. Do you, uh, do you agree, Ryan? Uh, I mean, yeah, I was just looking at it. He had five games over 20 carries. Uh, they are putting they were putting a lot of miles on him. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows? Like, maybe he's used a little bit more in the passing game, like Mac was saying. You start pulling him out of the backfield. Maybe you do some weird sets where, like, Brian Robinson's in the backfield. You got Gibson in the slot or something like that. Uh, they'll find a way to get him the ball. Uh, and, uh, it, yeah, it'll be good to kind of keep him – off the field a little bit. So that way he stays healthy throughout, you know, more of the season. I think where his ADP is right now, I kind of think that's his floor. I mean, he is going to be the top guy running back 20. That's pretty good value right there. So I think he's going to land somewhere. Like you're saying, Reese, like maybe 15 to 20, you can pick him at 20 and he's just probably going to go up from there. So Mm -hmm. I'm all right with picking him kind of in that early fourth round range. Perfect. Yeah. We've got really simple guys. So uh, what do we got next? Mac, you want me to take this? I was just looking. Antonio Gibson or two picks later, Josh Jacobs. Thank oh my Josh God, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, you go ahead, Ryan. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, I'm going to get through this real quick. This is actually the first rookie we've talked about since doing our division breakdowns, Jahan Dotson. Right now, wide receiver 61, overall 159. That's landing somewhere in the 13th or 14th round. He's a really uh, a late flyer consideration. Uh, so, I mean, the way that I look at Dotson right now, with rookies, it's so hard. It's so hard to predict where they're going to be, which is why we really haven't talked about them. Uh, and if we are... <laughs> Sorry, go. <laughs> if we are talking about them, we're talking about guys who will likely have likely see a high snap percentage uh, starting at the beginning of the season and probably have some more opportunity than other rookies. So we're talking Dotson, guys like Drake London, Alec Pierce, your boy, Mac. 
Uh, or we might be talking about some rookies who might be making more of an impact in the second half, like Kenneth Walker or Damian Pierce or somebody like that. Uh, the concern to me is obvious. Carson Wentz has morphed into this game manager and he's providing, lim providing limited opportunities to his wide receiver group. So the Colts, I was looking back at this, threw the ball 525 times last year. Mac and Reeks, remember what we were talking about last year? Like everybody's throwing it more than 600 times. Well, Carson Wentz did it. <laughs> this is good enough to rank 27th in the league. Pittman saw 129 of those targets. Zach Pascal saw 69. Those are the top two targeted nice. receivers for the Colts. Yeah, I know, right? But, but, uh, but Ryan, he only threw seven picks and like 23 touchdowns. Carson Wentz yeah, was only, great. He only threw uh, seven picks because he's throwing 30% less passes than the rest of the quarterbacks. <laughs> we but would much rather see a Jameis Winston 30 for 30 <laughs> instead of those numbers from Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, he's thrown the ball 30% fewer times than all the other quarterbacks, and he's got Jonathan Taylor to do play action and open up his receivers. So, But here's the, here's the thing, guys. He doesn't have Jonathan Taylor. He's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. They're probably going to be falling behind in games more often than the Colts were falling behind. So they're probably he's going to see increased pass attempts throughout the season. But you're looking at – Dotson, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas. You don't know how what, where these targets are going to go. Late flyer, if McLaurin goes down, he's probably the top guy. If you want to take him in the 14th round, you can. If you want to just keep him mm -hmm. on your radar for the season, that's probably best. Pick him up off the waiver wire. Regan, what do you got? What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I'm fine with taking him as a late round flyer. And I, he's one of those guys that, you know, week three, week four, he doesn't produce. I'm dropping him. Like you said, a lot of competition, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, uh, Logan Thomas. You know, there, there's plenty of guys there and not a lot of passes most likely to go around. Uh, you'll, I think you'll definitely have an, uh, a keen uh, like notion on this around week four week three, week four, when they, you see them getting down, are they throwing it more or are they still just clock managing? So um, definitely take a shot on him. Don't drop him week one. Wait a little. <laughs> Wait at least four weeks. Uh, yeah, no, I like him. I like his talent. He was getting some early week, uh, early work with Wentz because McLaurin was kind of holding out, waiting for that contract. So I wanted to touch on him. Yeah, I would grab him late. Uh, I don't mind that. Just just wait around and see what happens. I think they're going to be pretty good defense, though, so it's not like they're going to need garbage time points from them. Uh, so that one kind of gets me a little hesitant as well. All right. Yeah, decent uh, defense, but are they going to put up enough points to kind of to kind of hang right. around in those games too? Um, I mean – this also falls into like the argument of like they're going to need a running back by committee because they're going to they're going to run the ball that much more this year, mm -hmm. run it thirty times a game. So we'll see. I can't think kind of think Ron Rivera is going to be fired during the season too. But uh, <laughs> Terry McLaurin on the other side, I see. I don't want to draft this guy. Spoiler alert: Wide receiver sixteen ADP at forty two. Uh, his seventy-one billion dollars. Was an air freshener. <laughs> that's what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was your text tone. So like, 
No, it's electronic air freshener. <laughs> Cleaning up head. the stank of Terry McLaurin over there. <laughs> well, it's like 90 degrees in my basement, so that's why. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, he has a $71 million contract that he just signed, so the ink is still wet on it. Uh, but he he's a happy man. I'm afraid, guys, though, that he's going to be this year's version of Kenny Galladay. Signing a big contract, going to be the number one target on the team, and just oof, absolute dud. Um, not predicting injury, just saying dud. He's never ranked higher than wide receiver 20, but he consistently is projected after his rookie season at like the borderline wide receiver 15. I don't get it. He does have big playability. I get that. And this is probably the best quarterback that he's played with, unfortunately. Uh, but little stats for you. All right. McLaurin, second in the NFL in air yards behind Justin Jefferson. He averaged 132 targets the last two season, two seasons, but he's only hauling in, let's see, 87 receptions, and then 77 uh in the year before. So he does get a thousand yards. That's nice, but he's not getting the end zone that much either. His rookie year was seven and that was the most. So, uh, getting him to be a borderline top 15 wide receiver. I just don't see it happening with Carson Wentz. I think Michael Pittman, what was he? 17 last year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So Carson Wentz, he hasn't finished as a top 12 QB since 2017, and he was number five. Uh, so, yeah, it's Wentz throwing the ball. Round three, you're not targeting a wide receiver with a quarterback like Wentz. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not risking it uh, because if you go wide receiver, running back, then it's him as your second wide receiver. Eh, I don't know. I think I'm going to take my shot with DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks. Maybe not. I'll pass on him. But Darnell Mooney, who's definitely going to be fed a lot of targets. And Mike Williams, a little bit later. I'm willing to pass on McLaurin and take those guys. Metcalf, then we can talk. <laughs> I might go McLaurin. <laughs> oh, I like it. I don't hate McLaurin this year. I think as your wide receiver too, that's fine. Fourth round does seem a little early to me. It's still, that's still kind of the round where like there's some running backs hanging around. Like, mm -hmm. do you want to go with a, if you already have two running backs, do you want to consider a third? If you already have an elite wide receiver one and then wait for a guy, like you're saying, like Mike Williams. Um, well, if you go, if you go running back, running back, and then McLaurin's going to be your number one wide receiver. Eesh, I don't like that. No, and McLaurin's round. realistically probably going in the fourth round or the fifth round, somewhere in that range. Uh, I don't see him going in the third round to, to teams. Um, you know, if that's the case, I think that's far too early. But as my wide receiver two, in the right circumstance, I'm okay with it. Agreed. I got nothing on this guy. I, I never <laughs> draft him. He always makes me nervous. It's just Washington itself. Uh, they, it, You know, we're talking about all these guys and how – you know how they have all have fantasy input, but it just seems like they're missing that QB, and it's it's depressing. <laughs> if they had that one more piece, uh, I feel like these guys could be something else. And we talk about Dotson maybe being not a 14th round pick, <laughs> you know. So uh, it's possible next year. 
when they get a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And I and that's the one thing you don't want in fantasy. Uh, a budgeted uh, Tyler Lockett. <laughs> uh, all right. Just not as big as a boom. Philadelphia, 9-8. Second in the NFC East. Uh, what did they get? A.J. Brown, they traded during the draft. We were here live on YouTube, just a tip, a fantasy yeah. football podcast. We broke that news to you. Uh, all right, Regan. A.J. Yep, Brown's go with the him. devil. Yep. Oh, I'm so wide receiver. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Honestly, I might be as well. I talked myself into it after doing some research. Nice. So wide receiver 11 right now, uh, ADP at 27, early third, uh, third round. Um, so the the main problem and the main question that everyone's going to have is Brown's leaving a heavy run offense in Tennessee and coming to a necessarily not so heavy but heavy run offense in Philly, and the passes really ha- aren't haven't been there as much as you would want. That being said, um, I don't think Philly went out there and traded for AJ Brown. Yes, he wanted the trade, but they didn't have to go out and get him. They just grabbed. Oh my God, rookie last year. Traylon Burks, Devontae Smith. Oh. Smith. Uh, they Everybody just went out and got hit. Yeah, sorry. I just got too <laughs> blank. I'm looking at the other team that he came from. My bad. This guy's an idiot. I am. Pay right. attention. Anyways, as, as I have the brain fart and calling you an idiot, I love that. Um, anyways, they, they already had some talent, but yet they still went out and got A.J. Brown. I think this team is really trying to get back on the map and being that offensive power, you know, that they have been somewhat uh, in the past with uh, wide receivers like A.J. Brown. I got Devontae Smith written right here like an idiot. I didn't read it. They have Devontae Smith. Da- Dallas Goddard will, will definitely um, pinch Devontae Smith's production, I think. Um, e- even Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, who seems to be kind of forgotten, but still is a talent. They have all this talent here. They just need um, Jalen Hurts to actually throw it to them and get it done. And I think that's the direction they're going to go. Even um, Miles Sanders last year, I, I think I want to say it was – I don't remember the numbers in general, but the guy was cruising with catches out of the backfield last year. And then the last couple weeks it, uh, of the season, it just stopped. It absolutely shut down. I know he got hurt, and then I think he broke his ankle uh, and whatnot. Um, but – the, the whole offense needs to get back on the passing regimen, and I think A.J. Brown is the guy to do so. He's definitely going to be the number one here by passing uh, Devontae Smith, and I know this or think this because Jalen Hurts recruited A.J. Brown here. He actually tried to recruit A.J. Brown coming out of high school to go to Alabama with him. and He, he did not go to Alabama with him, but just the fact that they've been friends and they're trying to recruit each other here and there um, – now, you know, gets you kind of excited. It t- tells you something else is there. I know when I played in high school, you always had that one QB. He'd just throw. I got so many passes my senior year because one of my good friends was the quarterback. That's what happens. You want to see your friends do well. So I'm hoping this is kind of the same concept. A.J. Brown, obviously, two, what, two years ago, he was wide receiver five. He has the potential. The guy's an absolute beast. He's a stud. Last year, some injuries. Julio Jones in the way. The team was a mess. Derrick Henry in the way. He doesn't have that now. He has Miles Sanders, nothing compared to Derrick Henry. And he's got uh, a sophomore guy in Devontae Smith. He's the number one here. I am grabbing him. In uh, If I can get him 
early third round, I'm happy with that. I don't want to go any higher just because I know I can get him a little bit later. But third round, absolutely happy with this guy as my second, if you guys know me, maybe third wide receiver. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably will be. I, I like I like him this year. Um, you know, I I think I think Jalen Hurts is going to come around, and I'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, you know, one thing that I've worried about with a little worried about with uh, AJ Brown is just he's he's kind of been this guy that can be a bit inconsistent at times. Um, twenty twenty had a pretty good campaign, not super inconsistent, but you know, I'll have his twenty five point weeks, and then I'll have his eight point weeks, and then twenty three, and then ten. So he's a little bit all over the map, uh, but I still love him. I think his ADP is is spot on, so I'm all for it. Yeah, it's yeah. those upside weeks that you're paying for in that third round. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Matt? No, definitely his ceiling. It could be high, especially I think he's the godfather or Jalen Hurts is the godfather of his kids, something like that. Oh, jeez. Some sort of connection <laughs> like that. So, yeah, uh, he's going to be feeding them a lot. I'm excited. Ooh, and I got the stack of dynasty. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, nice. Wait, wait. Right. So you drafted Jalen Hurts, Regan? Yep. I drafted yeah. mm, Al- nice. uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, because it's two QB, and then I grabbed uh, AJ Brown in the third round. Oh, nice. Uh, Ryan hates Jalen Hurts, so that's why I'm letting him talk about him. I don't hate Jalen Hurts. I'm actually all for him this year. I uh, kind of what? regret trading him to you uh, back in the day in Dynasty Mac. That was a solid <laughs> fourth round rookie rookie pick for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact: I picked uh, Jalen Hurts in the fourth round of the 2020 rookie draft, and Darlin- Darnell Mooney in the fifth round of the, of the 2020 wow. rookie draft. I know that. neither are on my team right now, but you know, <laughs> team's pretty stacked anyway. It's like you knew what you were doing, though. Exactly. Uh, of course, I do. So like. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep this brief. I'm gonna keep it brief. Uh, J- Jalen Hurts is right now his ADP is quarterback eight overall sixty eight. <sighs> Last year he only had Devontae Smith, like Regan was saying, and there were a lot of injuries and there was a lot of things just just going on that that affected his overall output. You throw AJ Brown into the mix, everybody's healthy. PFF ranks their O line number one. Uh, so the, the odds are that this guy's going to exceed his ADP and he's going to land as a top five fantasy quarterback. The problem that I see with Jalen Hurts is, is not necessarily about Jalen Hurts. It's just about my opinion on quarterbacks in one quarterback leagues, which is you are going to have to spend mm-hmm. late fifth round draft capital, early sixth round draft capital to have Jalen Hurts on your team. And that's going to affect your depth. And, and depth to me is way more important in fantasy football than picking a quarterback where at a position which is a dime a dozen. You can pick a Jared Goff who's going to get you 22 points in a pretty predictable way over you know, late, much later in the draft over Jalen Hurts in the sixth round. So, Mac, what what are you uh, – are you on the same page as me here as much as you love Jalen Hurts? Uh, Jalen Hurts is my uh, MVP this year. I, I just – like like you said, uh, his dra- – Draft, I know I did. Not gonna. Uh, I got him in two leagues. <laughs> draft capital, it's too expensive. Yeah, uh, who's he going around right there? Uh, I meant to look. Oh, let's take a look. Look it up while you're talking. Uh, you got well. All right, so you want to take Hawkinson, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Gabriel Davis, 
Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary. I don't know. Actually, I might go quarterback there. I don't know. There's some pretty good depth pieces. Juju, Renfro. But if you look at the quarter, like Matthew Stafford, 83. Yeah, you could literally talk pick, about him. You could pick a Jerry Judy and then wait next round and then pick Matt Stafford. Yeah, no, very true. Very true. Uh, you're probably better off waiting. Unless it's a four-point quarterback passing touchdown. You want that running upside. I don't know. Uh, he's intriguing. Regan? I, I, I like him. I got him in that yeah. dynasty league, and then I have him in the keeper league, and I've had him since his rookie year. So it's been nice keeping him in the 10th round. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, but, yeah, here's a guy you don't have to keep. Tight end <laughs> Dallas Goddard is tight end eight projection right now, 86 overall. He's all right. All right. Sweet spot. Tight end. Yeah. If you if you miss out on the top two tiers of tight end, uh, I think I'm going to skip this guy, and I'd rather go with a wide receiver in the seventh or eighth round. Uh, but a little bit of bright side. I won't be all doom and gloom for Zach Ertz. Uh, when uh, – I'm sorry, with Dallas Goddard. When Zach Ertz was traded to Arizona, Goddard finally had a little bit of a breakout. So week seven onward, he was scoring just under 12 points per game. Never dropping below 10 points, but never scoring higher than 12.5 points. So you want that consistent tight end, and you don't want to go for the big boom or a goose like Hawkinson. Dallas got Dallas got your man then. Uh, but, guys, he's kind of like a TV show that uh, critics and some friends will say, Oh, it's it's great. It's going to get better too. Just just look at the film set, the supporting cast. It's going to be a great show. Then it just turns out to be a show like CSI or NCIS, and for some reason, it's still on the air. We're still we're still talking about it, but it's not going to blow you away. And nobody can name more than three characters on it either. So, depending on uh, what stat you cite, he's a top twelve tight end. Uh, he can get. Decent yardage. He had five games over 70 yards last season. Uh, but I just don't see it with the running quarterback, a run-heavy offense with a great offensive line. I think he's going to be in there more for blocking and stuff. Uh, I actually rather go with Ertz, who's going a few spots later than him, who's missing DeAndre Hopkins and has the inconsistent Marquise Brown to compete with uh, instead of – so they have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and a running game and a running quarterback. Brad Ertz, and he has to compete with A.J. Green. Come on. Take Ertz. Not A.J. Brown, A.J. Green, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One's <laughs> slightly better. In, oh. their pri- in their prime, though, age. who is better? A.J. Green. Green. Yeah. Green. Well, so far, you know, it's what is it? A.J. Brown's third year. Yeah, something like that. Cut us some slack. Yeah, poor AJ Green. Wasted years in Cincinnati with uh, Marvin Lewis. Not that you're going to say the Red Rocket. Loss-wise, <laughs> but he was pretty He was pretty productive in, uh, in fantasy and stat-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Red Rocket was able to get him uh, you know, enough targets over there. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, Dallas Goddard. Ryan, make a bet. Zach Ertz does three spots better than... Dallas guy. 
You know what? I'm going to take that bet because Goddard's probably going to finish as eight or nine, and that means Zach Ertz got to finish five or six. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Mark it down. Regan, Three you got to get on these. pretty steep. Mm-hmm. All right. Next team on the board. We got Dallas 12 and five. First in the NFC East. That will probably change. Uh, rookies they got was Jalen Hurt. Uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Tolbert. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any veterans? I didn't write any veterans. They didn't get anybody, did they? Uh, they suck. Anyway, Regan. Trade away Amari Cooper, and they open up the doors, laid out the red carpet for this guy. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't trip. Uh, pretty nervous about this dude, but I there's I honestly look for things to put him down, and I can't find any. It just didn't work out. Uh, I I'm nervous about picking him. I was nervous about it last year. Either way, uh, CD Lamb. Uh, he was outside. Hold on, I'm zoning out. He's a per- he is a person. He's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Formerly played for Alabama. All right. He was outside the top 30 in wide receiver targets last year uh, for Dallas with only 18% on targets. Uh, So Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, both leaving the team. Um, Amari Cooper was in the 20s. Cedric Wilson, obviously, below a little below 18. I think he was around 12. But either way, that's 30% of the target share needs to be distributed. Uh, They brought no wide receiver of any value or competition for CD Lamb. So you would think it would all go to him. I don't think it's going to. But in general, uh, they even <laughs> another positive for Lamb would piss me off is they're talking about even using him as a kind of like a Debo replica, meaning they're going to use him a little bit more in the r- rush uh, <laughs> rushing game and throw him in the backfield, get him move him. I this is all I'm hearing from the, the team itself. It's blowing my mind. He's ranked wide receiver six, guys, this year, uh, ADP of 19. I think that's a little too rich for my blood, but all signs point to him being worth it. I'll stop right here in the middle, guys. Uh, Mac, do you think he's worth that uh, 19th pick? So early second round? No, if you go back and listen to my Boulder predictions episode, I think he's going to be a bust. So I'm all out on CD Lamb. Uh, good good plug. Uh, Ryan, do you feel the same? I'm worried about his ADP. It feels a little high. I think there's there's better value there. There's there's a, a safer picks there, more conservative picks. Yeah, and that's really what it is, is the ADP. Oh, what's up, Mac? The rushing thing, though, that is kind of intriguing. Are we Isn't starting it? to see the copycat league happening where they're gonna each team's gonna want a Devo Samuel? It worked out so well, but you, like we talked about, um, I forget who we talked about in general, but they were, uh, oh, it's Kadarius Tony. They started using him in the mm-hmm. backfield, and that's where you thought he got injured. I think that's mm-hmm. going to come up a lot more, and we know how much how, uh, injury-prone CD, uh, oh, my God, Debo is. So to throw CD Lamb, your number one receiver, into that spot, I just th- think it seems pointless. I can see him going on a couple of sweeps and something like so, uh, stuff like that, running it outside and being able to run out of bounds, telling him not to cut it up or something like that. But that's still more um, – I can see him obviously running in front of the quarterback and they do the whole Patrick with Holmes drop off so it counts as a catch. Fantasy mm-hmm. points right there. So needless to say, everything points to him being better. I just think his ADP is a little bit high. 
Um, if I was to go wide receiver, wide receiver, like, like I normally do, especially late, uh, late, uh, like 11th, 10th round. And he was my second wide receiver. I'm not too mad about that. Um, as, as a stack as my wide receiver too. Um, I definitely think he should be going a little bit later in the second round. Uh, that's why I'd feel better. Yeah. So uh-huh. he's performed in double digits, uh, and PPR points every single game. He's gotten more than six targets mm-hmm. and with, uh, Cooper Wilson gone. It's impossible for him not to get six targets. So necessarily, if math is correct, which I hope it is, he should get double digits no matter what. Whether it's ten or thirty, you know, there's a scale there. But he's going to get double digits probably every single week. Uh, can he handle being the Dallas? Uh, Cowboys number one receiver taking on the number one cornerback from every single team. That's what I'm worried about, especially with his ADP. Mm. So mm. everything points up, but I'm still nervous. <laughs> yeah. Wide receiver two. Okay. You could talk me into taking him as my wide receiver two, but if I'm going running back first and then on the way back, he's going to be my number one. Eh, I'm not, not liking it. I just think they spread the ball around too much. Uh, plus a renaissance with the running game, Ryan. But what are your thoughts on CD? Then lead into yours. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the talk about him being used as a running back is probably a little bit of uh, smoke. I mean, I, we're seeing what ha- what's happening right now with Debo, where he's demanding his money because he's been he's been overutilized, and uh, so CD. I, I again, I think. His ADP is a little too rich for my blood. I'd rather pick somebody else there who I know is going to be a little bit more reliable. Mm-hmm. I like it. Take it. Uh, take us into your guy, Ryan. All right. Well, I'm going to go into uh, Ezekiel Elliott here, and uh, ADP running back 16 overall, 32, which I think is incredibly low for this guy. <laughs> uh, and listen, I get it. Like everybody's like harping on Zeke. He's slow. He doesn't have that step. He's fat. He's old. Like these are all the things that are said, said about Zeke. And because of that, everybody thinks he's going to have this huge drop off. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, is all of these things we saw last year and he rushed for a thousand yards and he averaged over four yards per carry and he scored 10 touchdowns and he had 47 receptions and he finished as RB seven. So if you're drafting this guy as RB 16, He's still going to get his carries because we just talked about it. It's CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Zeke, and Tony Pollard. Those are their four weapons. Those are the guys that they have to get the ball to, and this is a high-powered offense. Zeke is going to outperform his ADP. He's go If he stays healthy, he's going to be a top 12 running back. He's going to get double-digit touchdowns. He's going to average four yards per carry. He's going to get some work in the passing game. I'm not afraid to draft Zeke. I think he's being super undervalued. I think he is somebody who you should buy low in Dynasty right now. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's a really good value where he's at. Mac, you had some noises. What, what do you want to say? <laughs> James Washington? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> buy low in Dynasty. What do you mean? Uh, a first next year? Just one single first? Uh like, I don't know That's what his not... value would be. Like, if you're a contender, like, obviously you're yeah. rebuilding. You're not doing that. If but you if offered I... one single first for mm-hmm. as a contender and you're expecting that to be a late first just for Zeke straight up, 100% I would do that. All right, Jared. Talk to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need a third running back. Yeah, I 
I don't mind. Like there, it's it's one way or the other. People are like either all out on him or they're like, yeah, at his ADP, I'm all set. I'm I'm ready to take him there as my second running back. Absolutely. I am as well. A little bit of hesitation for me, though, is the offensive line did get worse. So uh, a little bit a little bit nervous there, but I think if he's fully healthy, he'll he'll do better. And hopefully better play calling from McCarthy after uh, a year or game strategy, rather, because Kellen Moore is calling the plays. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm ready for Zeke at that ADP for sure. I'm going JT, Saquon, Zeke. Those are my three picks. (laughs) Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) Calling it. Uh, Guys, you you guys know I'm going to go wide receiver. Let's see if it pays off for him. (laughs) <laughs> sorry regan no it's all right that's um i have time for that drop every minute all right cool. um anyways you know i'm gonna go wide receiver wide receiver for the most part so the fact that i could get zeke in the third round would be absolutely delightful to be my uh, running back on i would absolutely love that and i even thought i thought he finished rb um yeah rb6 but you said seven but either way uh, the fact that he was killing it last year I think it was before his injury. You might have said it or whatever. So he was doing amazing, and then it kind of fell off. He's, I, they pretty much just said he was injured, and I, I really ab- agree with them. I believe it. So uh, I'm all in on Zeke, and I find it amazing that you can get him so late. All in. Yeah, I don't, I'm like, I'm there. Therefore, like, I'm not chasing him, though, I guess is how I would put it. Like, if he falls to you, great. Uh, no, that's a good way to put it. You finishing enough strong, big guy? Yeah, sorry. I was just trying to look up his ranking last year, but it doesn't really matter to confirm. Just want to look up something else with it. Doesn't matter. I trust you, Ryan. Dalton Schultz, tight end. Uh, now, this is the tight end I'm going to want instead of Goddard. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, my notes do not make sense. So what I'm End trying to story. That's it. That's <laughs> no. all you have to know. Uh, I want them. <laughs> my bad. It's late. 100 degrees out. My bad. So tight end six ADP is 66. So the whole 666 thing was throwing me off. Um, so he's probably that last part of the second tier of tight ends or three ever. You just split them up. And then there's a big drop-off, so in my projections anyway. Good news, less competition. Cooper's gone, like Regan said. Cedric Wilson, Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, if you go back a few episodes, I explain how Dallas, they like to spread the ball around. Boulder predictions. High-powered, uh, high-passing attack. They love to throw the ball. I think they're number two or number one. I think they're number one, actually. Uh, always top three, so... That's exactly what you want in the tight end position. If you're not getting the number one target on the team, Kelsey, formerly Waller, Mark Andrews, number one pass catcher on that team. That's who you really want. But if you can't get that, this is the next best thing. So they'll need him. He's playing on the franchise tag. So you love, you know me. I love guys in a contract year. Gallup's coming off his late season uh, injury. You have a rookie, Tolbert. He, they're saying that he's going to start. That's cool. You also don't really have a threat with James Washington anymore, if they're saying that. So 
Uh, he had a 16% target share last year. I'm projecting that to get up to at least 20. How many targets did you say were vacated or percentage, Regan? 30%? It was with like Cooper and Cedric Wilson? Yeah. So I I can see him moving up 4% easily. Probably probably a few more ticks. Uh, points per game last year were above 12 and a half. Uh, he's also a top four score uh, in tight ends. Uh, Which is huge. Where in the last two years, where did I have that stat? So only Kelsey Waller and Andrews have scored more points than him since 2020. And I dropped him from my dynasty team because I thought <laughs> Blake Jarwin was going to come back uh, and take over and he wasn't worth it. Uh, so he's going right around Hawkinson. Let me ask you guys, you going Hawkinson or Schultz? Schultz. Schultz. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Hawkinson, uh, I think like two spots ahead of him. I don't get it. I'll take Schultz. A high-powered offense, that's that's the guy for me. And that's saying something because I love TJ Hawkinson every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I mean, I think Hawkinson's a, a target machine, but I think Schultz is also going to be a target machine with more touchdown upside. Uh, I, I think he competes with those. I think he competes with Kittle, Andrews, Kelsey. I think you could see him squeeze into the top three by the end, by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. TJ Hawkins has so many more weapons around him now with the rookies and whatnot. So, And definitely a better quarterback for Schultz. So I'm going to take that. Take that every time. All right. Uh, you guys made it to the end of the episode here. We appreciate it. You guys supporting us, downloading our episodes, and sharing our tips with your friends and family. Uh, boys, rank the division here. Regan. Eagles. Cowboys. Oh, man, this is always tough, but I'm going to go <laughs> Commanders Giants. Mm. I had the same exact one. Wow. Because they don't repeat, Ryan. They don't repeat I, division I was, winners. I don't know. This could be the year. I'm going Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Giants. You're sounding Car- stupid. I think Carson oh Wentz bumps them up. The Colts just went nine and eight, finished second in their division. I think this NFC East is always it's always mixed up. You just never know. So, so the Giants second. are winning it. Awesome. Cowboys, <laughs> Commanders, Eagles, Giants. Put it in writing. I already did. It is. <laughs> Text. It's on the hard drive, and we won't delete it. Backed up the files. All right. I like it. Uh, leftovers, guys. Do you have anything you would like to share? Anything oh, at all? I did not. I- I got one thing. I just listened to an audio series on Amazon called American Hostage, uh, produced by John Hamm. He stars in it as well. Very, very good. Very intense. Bit of a thriller, but but you know, you know, something to wake you up in the morning to your uh, on your commute to work. So check it out. Audio series. All right. I like it. I listened to one a while ago. Sorry, this is related to it. Uh, on Spotify, it was the Batman one. It got so much hype. <laughs> Listen to it. You ever watch the uh, Pete Holmes Batman spoofs that he does? The skits? 
he just like makes fun of Batman, like I don't kill. <laughs> and just, oh, it's so funny, and every time you hear this guy's voice, it's just like that's all you thought of. Sorry, it's made me think. No, no. This one's highly recommended. Very I'm well sure. done. It's about about a radio host that gets kind of sucked into a hostage situation, uh-huh. and uh, they actually. Uh, I'll give you the I'll give you the Easter egg because whatever uh, they they splice in like actual audio clips from the the kidnapper and the radio host uh, and insert them within the the series. So it's very very cool. Oh, huh. interesting! Don't check like it that. out. It's different. I won't, but it sounds great. <laughs> You're just too good for any of our suggestions, Regan. I, you don't what, you don't what, even listen to like podcasts or anything? Come on, man. Uh just fantasy. And <laughs> oh, and a couple of comedy ones. The comedy ones get me every time. All right. It's comedy. You're that weirdo driving that's smiling the whole time listening to that, aren't you? <laughs> Guys, I have a desk job. I don't get to go anywhere. <laughs> Stuck right. in my office. What's your leftover? Alright, my leftover real quick is a friend texted me. He's got a keeper league, can keep one. Uh, team really didn't have too much, and you can't keep your uh, keeper from last year, which I thought was pretty cool. So he, uh, he kept Cook last year, can't keep him this year. He has Patrick Mahomes, A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Uh, no, Aaron Jones. A.J. Aaron Jones, Patrick Mahomes. You can keep either one of them. Do you value either one of them more? Um, necessarily, think of it this way. So he's the 11th pick, uh, but they go in his first round. But it's like reverse ordered, so necessarily it would start from the left. He'd get his guy, and then it jumps back. So it'd be like, think of him having like the. Uh, Is it two, one quarterback? Two, two. Is it yep, one, quarterback? one one quarterback? I told him Aaron, uh, Aaron I, Jones all day. Yeah, I was just curious in how you guys felt about like that style, and do you value anything in general? I think I told him my concept would be to think of who would ever go first overall on your team and keep them. Odds are the other guys are going to be there. Hmm. You should say this for a mailbag episode. Well, no one <laughs> listens to this anyways. I'll bring it up later. Was well, your friend going to listen to it? Jeez. Perfect. Try to give our advice for free. Our tips for free. We put this out for free every week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree with your, your strategy, Reeks. Always pick, go Long with the best around. guy, go with the running back, and you can likely get Patrick Mahomes later in the draft. Yeah, if it's the same same round cost, I'm all set. You can yeah. go with that best player there. I'll set with the quarterback, that is. All right. Good I'm- night. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friend's mom we said hello. Hmm. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence.